You're listening to the Full 10 Yards of Brett Ball Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Yes, welcome everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards Britball Podcast. How are you all doing? We have an in-depth look today at the Yorkshire Rams and everything that's going over there in Yorkshire. Lots of stuff going on. We have Jason Short joining us to talk about his role in all of that, the Yorkshire Academy and the whole setup, the whole shebang. Uh, but not only that, ladies and gentlemen, we have Paddy Gunn joining us from Leeds Samurai, giving you a bit of a, di- a deeper dive uh, into the flag game, uh, what it's all about. So um, hope you enjoy it. It's a good 50 minutes or so, so buckle up. Um, hopefully you are out for a decent long walk so you get to enjoy all, all of its goodness. Without any further delay, here we go. Hey, joining me now, I'm delighted to say, is Jason Short from the Yorkshire Rams. Jason, welcome you into the full 10 yards. Thank you very much. Good morning. Um, yes, yeah, so um, strange times, obviously, in the world at the moment with um, all the stuff that's going on with the pandemic and the coronavirus. But um, I suppose it's a good time now, as, as any, to take our minds off it and talk about some, some American football. And I'm delighted, obviously, you, you're coming on to talk about Yorkshire. Uh, and definitely that encompasses it as well. I suppose a good place to start, uh, Jason, is uh, let's talk about a bit about you, how you got into the game and how you come in, get, uh, come to get involved with the Yorkshire Rams. Yeah, so um, initially in so 2015, um, my son, um, who was sort of nine, ten at the time, he's um, getting a bit fed up with... Um, with junior football and wanted to try something different. So um, I had a little look around. He's always been interested in American football and I've I kind of, I've always been a, always been a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got in touch with uh, Dale Bottomley through Facebook um, at the, um, as then it was called the Leeds Academy of American football yeah. um, and got Callum involved in flag. Now I've been, um, I've been a football coach for a long time. Um, and as soon as um, as soon as Dale sort of clocked on that I was a sports coach, he asked if I wanted to you know help out with the flag guys, and you know um, I love putting cones out, so I um, <laughs> a very underrated got... quality. <laughs> yeah, I um, do you pick them up? The, you know, got... Do you pick them up as well? though, Shay Jason, that's the important thing. Do you make well, the players? Well, that's it. Now? Yeah, put putting them down and picking them up. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I kind of I, I got involved just helping out with the flag to start with. Um, did the Flag Leaders Award, um, as it was called then. And then, um, yeah, the more I got into it, you know, the more I, I just enjoy coaching. You know, it's, it's something that is, is, is a big passion of mine and has been for a long time. Um, you know, the next step was, you know, do you want to help out with the with the contact team? You know, and Dale was looking for somebody for the for the under-19s specifically. Um, so, I, you know, so I said, yeah, you know, I'd, enjoy going and, and trying something trying something new so went and started to learn about specifically about you know the quarterbacks and the running backs in the in the in the triple option offense um and you know the triple option the flex bone the split back veer all that kind of community you know it's a it's a it's like a you know it's like a cult you know it's real kind of once you're once you're an option guy, you're an option guy, you know. And sure. there's so many, so many resources out there. So I just, I'm I'm the same with coaching as I am with with work and, and most things in my life. Once I start something, I, I tend to throw myself into it. Sure. And um, 
you know, and then before you know it, I'm coaching with the with the flag team, the 19s and the 17s, um, and now my son has graduated from the flag team to the uh, to the under 17s contact. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of keeping involved with with him there as well. So that's kind of that's kind of how I got involved. It was really just um, just through through giving giving my son. Um, an opportunity to do something a bit different. Mm. And just uh, obviously that answers one of my further questions a bit further on down the line about how the how the teams plays. But for those people that maybe out there aren't familiar with um, all the, the funky words that you just said there about the wishbone and, and all the rest of it, just maybe want a, a brief insight into kind of what that is. Yeah. So so we we run um, a flexbone offense. So flexbone is. Um, in its in its base, it's a it's a formation, you know, designed to run the triple option offense out of. That's kind of the the formations are all really just kind of just where you stand. Yep. The, the the key is what we're trying to do is we're we're trying to um, give ourselves um, a numbers advantage by um, optioning certain players, and that's um, for those that aren't aware that. Literally means what we're doing is we're, we're asking the quarterback to make a decision yep. based on what those key guys do, and it tends to be, you know, the really the most dangerous players on the field. And all of a sudden, what you're doing now is saying, okay, um, we're not going to block you. We're not going to try to block you. You know, we're not going to worry about double teaming you. We're not going to worry about whether we've got the right match up against your, you know, super fast um, defensive end. You know, we're going to we're going to leave him alone and we're going to ask the quarterback to judge what he does and um and and make decisions based off that. Yeah. It's something which is it's creeping into the NFL now. Yeah. Um you know it's it's a big part of the college game. Um but once you get into the NFL you know you've seen injuries to players like Carson Wentz, you know, you know, quite an innocuous challenge. Yeah. A lot of the teams don't want to see their quarterbacks run with the football. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're seeing more and more now. The more sort of athletic quarterbacks that are coming through from college that can do that and do it well. Yeah. Um, you know, you're starting to see um, starting to see quarterbacks put up, you know, leading rushing yard yeah. type numbers. Yeah. You know, which is which is phenomenal. Um, so that's kind of whether you run it out of split back via where you've got you know two kind of uh, two running backs set behind the the quarterback or whether you're running it out of you know flex bone where you've got one full back type and two slot backs um you know kind of almost similar to kind of double wing but not really um what what you're kind of looking at is can we can we run in both directions yep and can we get multiple? Can we force the the defense to look at multiple players at the same time? Sure. You know, some some offenses, you know, the the keys are a little bit easier to read sometimes. Where you say, okay, you know, if the the running back's offset to the right and is a yard back, you know, we know that they're nine times out of ten they're going to run this way. Or you know, as soon as we see a guard move, we know where the ball's going. Yeah. Um, with the option offense, because the line. It's a, it's really a different scheme for the line as much as anything. They're, they're the offensive line are the guys that you know win or lose games really in, in this kind of offense. Yeah. Um, and, it, and we're asking them to do different things than what they would do in a traditional kind of 
inside zone, you know, spread offense. Yeah, sure. And obviously, the, the the man overseeing all of that, like you mentioned, was uh, Dale Bottomley. Obviously, head coach with uh, a wealth of experience. Obviously, taking a help in Leeds Beckett to uh, what is it, national championships in 2019 as well. He's uh, obviously a, f- a focal point of of implementing all all of the all the plans for the various uh, teams. Does he does he have a, a say in like in all the different teams, even you know, all the way down to youth as, and maybe even flag as well? Is it just um, does he does he have enough on his plate that he deals with the kind of the higher end stuff, or does, you know, does he, I, I assume judging by from what I've, I've prepped on on research that he likes to get his his, his hands dirty and everything. Yeah, so so Dale kind of he's he's set a lot of things in motion, sure, um, and then kind of takes more of a it's kind of almost like you know like a like a kind of technical director director of football type role, sure. Um, for a lot of the teams in the academy, um, he's very keen and always has been very keen on empowering coaches and players to kind of make decisions and, and lead teams. You know that it, it was quite. It's one of the reasons why I kind of stuck with American football is because when I first came in, you know, Dale's different to a lot of coaches and especially head coaches in the fact that he doesn't want to keep all of the responsibility for himself you know if he can if he can spread that out and flatten that hierarchy then he will yeah um so kind of with the with the flag and the under 17s the under 19s he has more of a kind of overseeing role there's there's um will babington is the head coach in the 17s and he runs that team okay. you know andy fraser is the head coach of the under 19s and and that's his team you know and the rams that's now my team. You know, last year we worked together at the Rams. Um, you know, towards the second half of the season, I was um, offensive coordinator and I was calling the plays and standing in as um, head coach when Dale was was unavailable. Um, and he's, you know, he's not precious about it. I don't. You don't get given. You don't get given a, a playbook and a code of conduct and a, this is how you're going to do this and this is how you're going to do that. Sure. Um, Dale just wants to get as many people involved in American football as possible, mm-hmm. coaching and playing. Sure. And now that now that he's got myself in place there and um, Fraze and, and Will involved in the under-17s and 19s, we've also now got um, our the scholars from Leeds Beckett University yeah. as well as a couple of former students um, that head up the, the flag um, with a couple of the parents as well. So we've got Effectively, if you looked at it even maybe three years ago, Dale was actively coaching in all of those teams, <laughs> you know, Blimey. which makes um, <laughs> makes little time for for anything else. And now that he's able to, you know, being able to kind of grow the coaches, you know, myself included. I mean, yeah. forgetting, you know, it's only four and a half years ago I was I was doing a flag leaders award, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the time that is invested in the coaches to get them up to the point where they can take over those teams, you yeah. know, um, kind of gives him now that that ability to sit above and over the academy and kind of just promote the game, yeah. you know. Yeah, I wonder, um, I wonder if uh, Dale's found an access to an eighth day that we all don't know about. <laughs> well, do you know, it's, it's, it, you'd think so. I mean, we probably spend more time talking about football than than I spend, you know, doing anything else in my life, to be honest. It's... um. You know, it's 
the the cogs are always going. Yeah. We finished our we finished our book season, um, you know, in the in the middle of March, and we're already planning for the next book season, which doesn't even start until we're, you know, even if it, if if everything goes away with the you know the the coronavirus issue, even if that all goes away, we're not starting until September. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're already having coaches meetings right now yeah. about the next you know, the next season for, for Carnegie. And that's the team that Dale is is the head coach for mm-hmm. uh, and very much kind of the, you know, that's his, I'd say that's his number one project is the university. Because obviously he works at the university and is responsible for a lot of things within the university and sport yeah. in general. Um, you know, and the Leeds, the Leeds Beckett Carnegie team, that's the, that's the prime focus and that's that's where he calls the plays and runs the team 100% sure. um but you can't you know you can't you can't head coach youth junior flag no. uni no. <laughs> and adult oh, no. <laughs> it's it's too much to too much to do in one go no, i wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if he he, he uh, tries a bit of madden in there as well on his uh, on his spare 10 minutes but so uh, yeah anyway um yeah obviously we've, we've danced around obviously all the different teams and all the uh, all the different um, uh, avenues into into the game over at leeds and, and yorkshire uh, obviously we talked about the academy as well just maybe want to get a, a brief insight into how the academy came about and obviously the yeah, it's obvious what the goals are but you know the what that what they are because uh, it, it all sounds very promising. It's all obviously guided to helping raise talent levels in this country, uh, and yeah, and you, you've mentioned it, it includes coaches as well. So maybe just want to give a, a quick, a brief overview of of the academy and um, all that it encompasses. Yeah, sure. So, so there's two kind of there's there's two routes in from the from the youth perspective. So there's um, the schools, the NFL flag schools program. Um, where we have coaches from all teams within the academy going out into schools and delivering sessions in schools as part of their uh, PE curriculum. Then we also have um, our our internal flag league um, called the Ultimate Flag League, which runs from players from 8 up to 13. Um, and what we do is we... We run an internal league, so we split the the group. You know, we have each season kind of fluctuates with. You know, last last year we had a lot of players graduate from flag into contact, so the numbers dropped to about thirty. Um, we've had forty five, fifty. Um, so we we'll have either three teams or four teams, sure. and we just do it in a kind of. Um, you know, like a league format, and then we have a um, a bowl day where we'll have the, you know, the top. When we have the, the four team structure, we'll have the, you know, the first and fourth and second and third play, and then the, um, you know, we'll have a a bowl and a plate. Yeah. For the for the guys. Um, so it's just, it means we can introduce the the youngsters to to competition without. Um, having to expose them to screaming parents on the sideline and you know all that kind of thing um which is kind of one of the reasons why we why we got out of the the Baffer flag league was those it was kind of 
a lot of us coaches have come from football to American football, yeah. and a lot and a lot through being disillusioned with how um, you know junior football is in this country. You know where you've got um, parents who take it far too seriously, yeah. and um, you know put far too much pressure on on the kids. You know, we, the focus of the internal league is to make sure you know, and there are rules around making sure we have equal game time. That if we've got a team, you know, if we've got a range of of players where we've got 13-year-olds and, and 8-year-olds in the same team, you know, the same flag team, we, we gear it towards making sure that all those players get a fair opportunity to play. Yeah. So we used to have, like, almost like kind of like a power play where you, where you can only put on your um, your younger players for the first quarter. Or, yeah. you know, we might have, um, you know, a drive where anyone can play. Um, you know, so we kind of tend to mix things up to give those players an opportunity to kind of to grow and what we do is we always have skill sessions in amongst that as well. So they, they're getting used to competition format. They get used to playing with proper rules and the proper flag rules. And then we'll also introduce our own bits on top to, to give them a chance to, to just enjoy, get as much out of it as possible. Mm. Once they get to that age, you know, kind of once they get to 13 and are eligible for the contact uh, team, we tend to see... I'd say probably 90%, if not more, graduate from flag into contact. We do run an introduction to contact group. Um, so we try to do it once a year where we we give those kind of borderline, you know, maybe the sort of less experienced 13-year-olds and the smaller 13-year-olds where we give them their own kind of space to to really grow into the fundamentals and build up their exposure to contact football. Um, and we encourage all the players to move up from flag into contact. And we do graduate that approach, you know, into how much contact they get introduced to and when. And we're constantly evaluating the players to make sure that, you know, they're, they're safe and effective because you don't want to put players into a position where they're going to be unsafe or get hurt but then you also don't want them just stood on the sideline watching everybody else play so we try and find a good balance where everyone gets an opportunity to, to get involved at their own pace and then that under 17s contact team always has a lot of players always ends up doing very well in the, the national competition but that's really kind of a a side effect of, of the way all the staff work and with the under 17s um, we don't start the season saying we're going to win Brit ball and it's the most important thing in the whole world. We start by saying, right, we want to get all these players better now than what they were yesterday. And then everything else will come with that. Um, and again, that goes with the coaches as well. Um, the under-19s um, is the natural progression from that. We tend to see more of a drop-off between 17 and 19s um, just through people you know, getting jobs, you know, finding other interests, you know, where it's like, um, you know, when we're talking about exams and, you know, we have, you know, because the first year uni students are eligible for under 19s, you could tend to get some that might be away at uni and then come back and play junior in the, um, in the summer. So it's kind of, you get a bit of a drop off at under 19. Um, but we still get some very, very good players coming through that route. Um, and then kind of the, once you look at then the kind of the, 
the top of the pyramid, if you like. You've got our, the two books teams, so Leeds Beckett University and the University of Leeds, um, both, you know, good teams doing very well um, mm. and going from strength to strength. You know, it's since the academy was was put together in in 2018, um, Leeds Uni of Leeds have gone from Div Two to Div One, um, and uh, you know, as far as things stand, are in the northern final for Div One. Um, I don't <laughs> know how I don't, I don't know how books are going to resolve that, um, yeah. but you know they're you know they're nine and zero on the season. You know, doing going great guns. Mm. You know, um, and as we know, Leeds Beckett are the the reigning national champions. Um, you know, with a team, you know, I mean, the, towards the end of the season, last season, you know, that team was held together with, you know, sticky tape, you know, it, um, you know, a small squad playing a, a type of offense that's underrated and, you know, a, being a team, being an underdog team all season, really, um, in that season. So there's a lot of kind of success growing through that. Um, and then you have the the Rams at the top of the pyramid. You have Samurai for the um, for the flag players that want to play, that want to go from kind of books into flag, or even from under 17s, under 19s into flag. We've had some uh, players graduate from under 19s and go straight to the flag mm-hmm. side of things rather than going into the contact side of things. Yep. Samurai have just introduced the Samurai Queens um, for the women's team for the for the flag and then obviously we've got the Carnegie Chargers the women's contact team that we're involved with so that the kind of Yorkshire Academy it's it's huge the number of players it's and coaches like <laughs> yeah well, the number of players and coaches involved with the academies is just phenomenal mm. um, and we get players coming in all different through all different angles and getting involved in different sides of the the academy because there are so many options you know if you just want to coach flag you can just coach flag. If you just want to coach books, you can just coach books. If you mm. want to coach everything, Dale will, you know, give you an opportunity to do, to get involved wherever you want. Um, so that's kind of the academy. Um, yeah. Now, as we say, we'll, we'll talk to um, Paddy a bit later on in the, in the podcast about the the flag side of things as well. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see from a, from his point of view. Uh, obviously how it's all going and uh, with, with the academy and obviously all the different kind of branches that you have, but certainly from, from on, the, on the base of it, that to the foundations, uh, there are loads of foundations there for you know, people that want to get involved in any aspect of American football, whether it's playing uh, or, or coaching as well. So it really sounds promising. Hopefully, uh, you know, I assume you're already seeing the, the fruits of, of, of all the, uh, all the labor. So um, again, it's, yeah. I suppose it's encouraging for you to see, to see the return so quickly. Oh, it's it's huge, and you know we've got, you know Kyle from the from Samurai is now um, the Baffa um, Commission lead for flag. We've got um, Christian, the under 17s um, coaches. He's now the uh, safeguarding committee for Baffa. We've got several coaches within the academy that are involved with the Great Britain youth team. Um, you know, we've got players that end up in the Great Britain students. We've got loads of players playing in GB squads. You know, it's 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 just great. And the the big thing for me is the number of under 17s, under 19s that then graduate and go and you know they go to other universities. Going around, um, going around with Leeds Beckett and going, oh, that's um, that's Alex from 
from the under 19s you're not going to get a picture with you know the the sort of academy alumni yeah, um, yeah. playing the, fam- the family you didn't know you had that's it you kind of you kind of look at the you look at some of these guys you go god i was i was coaching him when he was 16 years old and now he's at university and is a grown man you know it's 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 huge you know when you see the impact of this game and when you see those kids come in and some of those kids come in because they don't know what else to do you know oh, i'm not very good at football i'm not very good at cricket you know I've, i never really liked rugby yeah, yeah and they come into this game and go oh okay this is this is my game and then you see them take that right the way through into into the adult game is mm. that's that's what it's all about the academy yeah. really for me yeah and as I say, we've said on, on plenty of other podcasts you know american football is great for any shape any shot any size and it's really good for the mind as well because you've got to keep keep on thinking no matter what side of the ball you're on or what position you play so uh yeah certainly caters for a lot of um shapes sizes and, and needs in terms of um player ath- and players and, and ath- yeah, the athletic side of things as well um okay let's let's talk obviously a bit more about the rams um obviously this off season has been um, thwarted or you know, compromised, shall we say, with obviously the, the coronavirus and all the stuff that's going on. But were you able to, uh, do, you, do you, I mean, do you still conduct rookie days to help people uh, kind of get in the door if they are unsure of the sports for them? Obviously, you obviously have a big foundation, a big setup to, for people to graduate from all the other teams as well. But do you still find the rookie days are, are imperative for this team and do, do, are they successful? Yeah, they're huge. Um, we started ours in uh, December and we have recruited 17 new players through those rookie days. Yeah. I mean, last year we brought on maybe, maybe four or five. Um, This year we had, I think the kind of the numbers at each each session were sort of between 20 and 25. So they weren't, you know, you see some of these pictures on Facebook where, you know, teams have got like 80 players at a rookie day and they keep two. Yeah. Um, you know, we had, you know, we had 20, 25 players at the sessions and we had um, returners at those sessions as well. Um, so as far as like pure rookies and new players to the team, we had, like I said, out of those first three sessions, we had, we retained 17 players. Yeah, and nice. we've got another two new guys, which started in the last two practices before we broke. So we could end up with, we could end up with 20 new players to the team. Sure. I mean, that's I'd a massive, say probably... That's a massive number. <laughs> yeah. And I'd say half of those have played before and half are pure rookies. Sure. Um, what, what, do you, what do you attribute the, the high retention number to? Um, the new head coach is fantastic. No, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> I'd say, um, the coaches that coach with the Rams are hugely passionate about what they do, you know? And I think that comes across. I think the fact that we use the facilities at Leeds Beckett university, um, you know, you arrive and you arrive at a sports university you know, and instantly, as soon as you walk through the door, it feels like you're somewhere proper. You know, you're not, you're not rolling around in a muddy field, you know, you you know, you're, you're on a, you know, you know, nice 3G pitch, you know, you've got all the facilities at the the uni. Um, And I think we, 
we try to do things in a slightly different way. Um, I think there's still a lot of old school coaching out there, if you like. You know, I've never sent a single player to run a lap in my life, mm-hmm. um, and nor will I. Um, you know, we want to focus on the players. We want to get to know the players as much as anything. You know, when when the players are warming up, that's not an opportunity for the coaches to stand on the sideline and have a chat about what they did during the week. You know, we're, walk, yeah. we're, we're walking up and down the line and we're talking to our players and we'll follow up with the players as well. And I think, obviously, I can't, you'd have to interview some of the players to, to ask them their opinion. But, you know, I've, the feedback I've got from the players is that they've turned up and it feels like they're part of a proper team. Yeah, no, that, that, that's, what, that's what it's all about. Knowing that your coach can put your arm around you and, and, and obviously wants you to develop, wants you to su- succeed. And so if you can, if you're getting that, that sense from the rookie days as well, I mean, that's obviously just shows how, yeah, how, how good you how good a job you're doing. So, yeah. And we're not, we don't just make a beeline for the, the athletes and go, Oh, you know, spend all of our time around the two guys that really stand out. You know, for me, yeah. every single player is treated exactly the same. Um, you know, whether you're Tyler Broad or not, you know, you you're a you're a you're a ram. You know, mm-hmm. you pay your subs yeah. like everyone else, you yeah. do your warm up like everyone else and you know, you get picked for the team like everyone else, you know, that's it. Yeah, uh, I've got. I suppose one draw. As well as a, it'd kill me if we didn't get through the podcast without saying his name. But obviously, you have a, an hour NFL celebrity in your, in your ranks. In uh, in, <laughs> in Jacob, does he uh, does he strut his stuff around since he's been back from his uh, world record attempt? Well, we've. We've not seen so much of Jacob since he's got back. I mean, I don't know if he's, right, he's, um, he's not ditched too, already, bu- is he? too busy going on the on on NFL and CBS. on the NFL, yeah, and TV shows and you know podcasts coming out of his ears. You know, he's, um, I always thought he was different, but now obviously yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a busy boy. But I mean, he's 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 one of those one of those people that if you can get him involved, you get him involved. You know, I first met him through the through the university team. You know, he's coaching with um, with Leeds Beckett. Yeah. Um, and you know, I reckon he could still stick his pads on as well. You know, <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure he wants to, but I, I think if, if I remember correctly, is there's, uh, there's injuries, uh, there's injuries are totting up. Uh, yeah, no, Jacob is there. Uh, we we do have uh, Jacob here at the 14 yards, even if he is a, a 49ers fan. But we'll uh, I'll talk to him more about that in the off season. Um, obviously, uh, we quickly touch on uh, part of obviously when. I was part of the Dunfermline Kings team last year uh, when setting uh, the team was being set up. Obviously, a, a big part of it is how the teams uh, help the community. So uh, maybe, do you want to talk about maybe one or two little things that the the academy or the the, the, um, the rooms themselves get involved with, with the community? Or is it one big kind of umbrella that, that go out and, and do some, some core projects? Yeah, so we did, um, it's funny, the, they through the uni team we did a uh, the coaches did um, a bike ride myself I was I was part of the team that did the bike ride and we did like 400 and 450 mile bike ride over over four days and um, going through all the um, the stadiums of all the teams in the in the books Prem North uh-huh. yeah. um, so we cycled from we started at, at Derby went through Knotts up to Durham and and then up to Sterling, finished in Sterling, um, nice. and raised um, a good couple of thousand pounds for for Calm and uh, the uh, campaign against living miserably. 
yep. the, the men's um, suicide prevention um, charity, uh, which is something which I know is, it kind of runs through the academy because obviously we get, um, you know, uni students are the, the kind of that key demographic really for that, unfortunately, you know, that kind of, you know, young men are the are the the most susceptible to to mental health issues um and certainly suicide is the the biggest killer of men under 45 you know it's 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 huge um so being able to be involved in that was was great we also um we tend to do as much as we can through through the academy you know so we have events like we have a winter bowl event where we raise yeah. money yeah. um you know, we're always trying to, always trying to do everything we can to kind of, you know, getting. I mean, like I say, getting out into schools, you know, to help bring players into the sport. That's yeah. not just for the academy. You know, that's for let's get kids out of out of difficult situations. You know, where maybe they don't have something to focus on and they're getting themselves mm-hmm. into into trouble. You know, that's yeah. kind of that's a big focus for us, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then obviously just coming back to obviously the, the upcoming season, do you think that we'll, we'll get a season? Yeah. So there was a, there was a, um, an update from Baffer this morning, in fact, um, where they're talking about potentially pushing the season back to a, a June, July start and running into October. Um, That'd obviously be fantastic. it would be great. I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of rearranging need to be done. Mm-hmm. for that to happen and you know you kind of look at the potential knock-on to the um to the book season but you know we've got we've got a lot of guys ready to go yeah um and the, I, we had a team meeting last night online obviously not meeting in <laughs> groups um, good save good save yeah so yeah so we had we had a zoom meeting last night with a kind of a defensive playbook chat and then we had a team meeting afterwards and um you know, I said to the guys then, you know, if whether we get, you know, if we get a shortened season, you know, maybe we only play every team once or, you know, we have a, a larger tournament or however it works, you know, we, we want to be, we're preparing like the season could start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we're doing our, you know, we've had two sessions a week, online um, practices, if you like, um, and we're determined to be as, as well prepared as we can. You know, we're sharing we're sharing workouts and mm-hmm. skill sessions that people can do at home on their own, so that yeah. once we do get back onto the three G, we're fully prepared to, you know, to to ball out really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least that, that news is quite is quite promising. I think I think I said with uh, with Craig from Hertfordshire that you know, hopefully at the very least each team will play each other once. Um, you know, because divisions are still quite you know they're not they're not huge, are they? They, they can be manipulated to to. To, uh, suit a, a shortened season so obviously hopefully we, the pandemic goes away and we can kind of get back to f- football a little bit but um, before we get out of here I thought we'd uh, yeah, I'll give you some quick fire questions um, a, f- a few more or more about Britball themselves but um, if, you, if you could change one rule either on the field or off the field one rule change about uh, the game here what, w- what would you what would you do? I like the um, the XFL style uh, kickoff. Um, I think that that's still, that's it one still thing. looks very weird, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It's kind of, it's one of those, it's, it's kind of like in football, you know, now you don't have to take your kick off and roll the ball forwards to kick it back. You know, it's one of those things that to start with just looks strange, mm-hmm. but 
you know, it, it you know it seems to work. I'm not sure how I feel about the 1.2.3 point line and, and and all this kind of stuff, but um, I think I'd I'd like to relax the the cup locking rules a little bit, but um, they seem to be getting tighter and tighter. Um, yeah. Whereas I think when it's done correctly, I think um, cup locking is a, a key part of the game. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd, if I was to pick one, I'd go with the uh, that, okay. that kickoff rule. Yep, no, fair enough. Okay, uh, if you had one million to spend on grassroots, where would it go? Now it's it's one million for a reason because it's whilst it's a lot of money, it's not a lot of money. So uh, yeah, if you had one million, where would you put it? Um, I think it would be on equipment okay. for as many teams as possible, so that so that you know that at under seventeen level that everyone's playing with great helmets, great pads, and they have all their their equipment provided for them, so we can just get more and more kids playing the game. Sure. Okay. And some some questions directly related to to the Rams. If uh, who would win a tug of war between your offensive line and any five defensive players? O line. O-line. Oh, very, uh, very. Some people have avoided that question. So, um, no, O-line. Um, O-line. The reason why I can be so confident is that most of my O-line are also uh, coming to the any five defensive players bracket. Okay, <laughs> play against each other. Okay, fair enough. Um, which um, position? Uh, which player positions first on the practice field? Which player positions first yeah. on the practice field? That's an interesting one. Um, I'd say, I'd say my QBs are, are, are pretty, uh, pretty eager. Okay, uh, which uh, which player position most likely to forget their gum shield? You can, I mean, you can single players out if you like, make it interesting. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think I'd probably have to say through experience that our receivers are probably most likely to forget their gum shield. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, which player is most likely to oversleep on an away game? None of them. None of them. That's a good answer. I'd like to hear that. Um, okay, which player thinks they're actually an NFL player? <laughs> they'll know. They'll know when they listen to this. They'll know and they'll message me and they'll say, "Was it me?" <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Very cryptic. Like it. And then finally, uh, what's the the player's favourite drill or least favourite drill? Um, I would say the favourite is the the two v two funnel drill. Okay. Um. Least favourite? I don't know. Again, it's it's one of those. I'd I'd hope that um, I'd hope they enjoy them all. To be honest. True. And uh, do you give any any player any player punishments for full starts? Just a a disappointed shake of the head. I think that, I think that they sufficient. they know. Yeah, they know that you know two or three false starts and they're going to get to spend more time with me on the sideline than, than out on the field. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. Right. That's, that's a good punishment in my book. Okay, well, Jason, I really appreciate you You obviously coming on, talking about Yorkshire uh, and obviously the, the wider uh, leads, uh, you know, obviously the, and, and the academy as well. Really appreciate you obviously giving some insight into kind of what's the, the goals there and uh, even just talking with you for what, 45 minutes that there's um, yeah really promising stuff going on over in that area. So I really look forward to seeing how it, you know, plays out over the next couple of years and beyond as well and um yeah really really enjoyed you coming on yeah great thanks for your time it's um it's great to to get as much kind of exposure out there for the game as we can yeah so. and if there's anyone anyone out there that obviously might be listening to this that's maybe in that area or is accessible to kind of one of the teams just maybe want to give some contact information and where you're based and where you're based exactly and so that they can get a bit more information 
Yeah, sure. So we are we're based out of um, for practice. We're based out of Leeds Beckett University, the Headingley campus. Um, you can find the Oxford Academy and the Rams on Facebook. You can message us through the Facebook page. Um, you can reach out to me directly um, through Facebook. Um, we play our games um, at John Charles Centre of Sport. Um, so yeah, come and find us. Um, okay. We're always looking, we're always recruiting players and coaches. Absolutely. And is there anyone else out there as well that want maybe, um, wants, yeah, if you want to get in contact with us at F10Y Britball, we'll, we'll point you in the right direction as well. But um, yeah, Jason, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on. And uh, so hopefully we get a season in and we look forward to seeing how you get on. Perfect. Thanks, mate. Okay, as promised, we are going delving a bit deeper into uh, into should we say the Yorkshire side of football, and we're going to uh, talk to Paddy Gunn uh, to talk about the flag, the flag team, and what goes on there. Because you know, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, there's not there's not a lot of people out there that kind of you know unless you're involved in the flag world, you don't really know what's going on. So uh, I thought we'd um, extend the podcast a little bit and get someone on who plays a bit of flag, tell us a bit more about the game uh, and how you can get involved as well. So Paddy, uh, welcome you to the Full Ten Yards Podcast. How are you doing? Hey, yeah, not bad. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, we're, we're surviving. We're surviving, but yeah, 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 plenty, plenty more time to to talk to people like yourself and uh, and do you know talk to about the American football in this country. So I suppose that's uh, that's a positive of uh, what's going on at the moment. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's loads of time for uh, for productivity. Mm. I'm finding myself cleaning bits of the flat that I didn't know existed. So <laughs> it's all been going pretty well. Cabin cabin fever's setting that that much already, is it? I, I, I'm not sure yet. I, I, to be honest, I think I'm still in that point where I'm kind of enjoying being off work for a little while. Sure. What do you, um, what do, you do? I'm a teacher usually. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're all we're all kind of shut down at the minute. I'm not due in until next week. So I'm just kind of finding myself with all this spare time at the minute that mm. I never usually have. You can, you can catch up on your marking. No, no, I specifically <laughs> did not take any books back with me. I was like, no, I'm not touching those until I know when I'm going back. Yeah, sure, sure. Give it a couple sure. of days, mate. You'll be uh, you'll be unlocking the keys to the front door of the school and uh, grabbing all the books. <laughs> yeah, okay, but anyway, we're, yeah, we're not here to talk about work. We're here to talk about a bit of leisure. So obviously, you are uh, a, a player for the Leeds Samurai Flag. Um, you mentioned to me before the podcast, uh, before I hit the record button, that you do a bit of of all over. But um, obviously, there's going to be people out there that don't really know what goes on in flag. So you just maybe want to give a an insight uh, into what kind of goes on in flag football because obviously, there's different amount of players. The pitch size is all different, uh, and obviously, you fulfil a, a whole number of duties on on the when you're on the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, for, for those unaware, flag is uh, kind of much, much smaller, much more streamlined version of the uh, of the sport. Uh, it's it's five aside, so you have a offense, offense and defense five aside, um, with a center and quarterback, and then kind of a, a variety of receivers. You might have a tight end, a couple of wide receivers, maybe a running back in as well. Um, but there's lots of rules around running, what you can and can't do, where you can do it on the field. Then five defenders kind of set up as the team wants to do. Usually a blitzer who who comes from seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Um, and uh, QB has about seven seconds to get rid of the ball unless they hand it off for a run or anything like that. And yeah, like you kind of like you alluded to there is it's I suppose one of the big differences is between flag and contact is this kind of um kind of the roles that the players play you know you can be an offensive player and then rep on at d you can play every drive if you want you know it's it's depending on the, the size of your squad 
mean, we're lucky in the sense that we've got a lot of players at Leeds. Uh, so we can have specific positions to really work on. Mm. You know, we've, we've played teams in the past that have turned up with five guys, you know, mm. just play both sides of the ball, Jeez. you know, every game. That's a workout, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it, it can be really, really tough. I mean, you know, we've we've developed a lot in the past couple of years, but when I first joined the, the team, you know, we would rock up to game days with maybe six or seven guys. Yeah. So you'd end up playing a lot of a lot of football on the day, which is great, um, but but tough mm. physically. No, no, I, well, I can imagine. I say it helps. Obviously, the guys in Leeds, and obviously Yorkshire as well, and the massive uh, academy that we talked about with um, with Jason a bit earlier on. I suppose yeah. it helps that you've got a big catchment area as well. And uh, you know, again, if you've got the capabilities uh, or the sustainability to even put out, is it three teams? I think you said maybe even four teams that you have. Again, that just shows the the amount of interest in the, in the area. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been you know. Like I said, we have developed a lot recently. I think the last the last two years or so has been huge growth for the team. Um, joining up with the academy obviously really helped. Uh, we got a couple of guys coming who, you know, hadn't tried flag before but wanted to give it a go from the contact side of things. Yep. Um, some of which have stayed around, and that's been that's been brilliant. Uh, but as well as that, just kind of getting the word out a bit more and people bringing in friends and family. To give it a go and yeah like you said we've we've now got uh three mixed teams so we've got the samurai the ronin the katana teams and then we have the samurai queens who are our ladies team in the opal series mm-hmm. um so it's been it's been great the last couple of years in terms of how much the club has come on yeah sure and uh, what what would what got you into the flag side of the game did you play contact previously and wanted to just try something a bit different or has it always been flag for you because that's how you got into it yeah i i to be honest, I, I never really played contact. I played a bit of contact at university, um, but but didn't really follow through with it. Uh, and then, but I've, I've watched the sport for a long time, and a mate of mine, Chris, uh, played for the team. He played a season for them and invited me down. Mm-hmm. And it's just been all out since then. I kind of bought into what the team was doing straight away, and I, I just loved flag from the second I stepped foot on the field. Mm. No, fair enough. Yeah. What, what what got you into American football to begin with? How what, what was your first thing you ever saw in American football wise? Uh, Madden. Okay. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people probably have the same answer, but I I think I got a copy of Madden 2005 for my GameCube. Played wow. it with my brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, non-stop and just got into it through there. Fair enough. Who, I, I can't I can't remember off the top of my head who was the the 05 Madden cover person, but is that uh, Sean Alexander? No, it's a bit too early for that. Okay. It might have been. McNabb? wasn't Brett Favre was it probably yeah maybe, no, maybe a little too late I'm not uh, sure yeah. any answers on a postcard ladies and gents yeah. um, <laughs> um, so do you have any any big you know is there rivalries in between the, the teams that you do have there or maybe do you have local rivals uh, flag wise um, not massively so I mean there are I think it depends on kind of the league that you're playing in at the time we did when I first started we had a bit of a rivalry with, uh, with Calderdale with the Knights okay uh, more of a local rivalry, I suppose, but un- unfortunately they're they're not around anymore. Um, they folded, but we've we've nabbed some of their players, sure. which which has been great because yeah. they've brought some 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 really really like quality players over to us. So that's been great. Mm. Uh, but there's I mean there's so many in Yorkshire. There's the um, two Sheffield teams, obviously the Vipers and the Giants. Uh, you've got the the Roosters in South Yorkshire as well, who you know we get along with great. And uh, so there's a lot of kind of camaraderie, I'd say, between the Yorkshire teams. Okay, and obviously uh, you have uh, you have uh, the the White Rose Bowl, don't you? Obviously, it's been postponed for the, for this year for obvious reasons. But um, I suppose that's the that's the one they all want to win, isn't it? 
Yeah, so the White Rose Bowl was uh, yeah, it was kind of it was supposed to be the first iteration of it this year. Um, which is unfortunate that obviously we've had to postpone it. But yeah, we had a, a good couple of teams come in for that one, uh, both from the ladies' side and from the, the mixed side as well. So hopefully we can get that reorganised as quickly as possible. We're still fully planning on on getting that done. Yeah, and obviously the ripple effect of the the with the coronavirus, the the season. How how long is a, is a season in in terms of flags? Does it cover the same amount of months as as Britball does? And you know, obviously division wise, is there a lot of teams in a division? So the the season runs from April to July, then the postseason in August, uh, and then the Opal series usually starts in September, working through to November. Right. Okay. From there. And do you like uh, tier, tier tier wise? Do you have obviously in Britball you have the Prem's and then you have the one and the two. Is that is it similar there, or is it because there's more teams, there's kind of more divisions, it's a bit more localized. Yeah, it's it's yeah similar but more localized. So we have the um, we have the two league systems. So you have uh, the Prem and Division One, right? Uh, but within that, you've got the the HNC up in Scotland. You've got the Northern Conference and the Southern Conference, um, and I, I think I think it's the three conferences. I'm not 100 percent sure on my, uh, my my knowledge of the sure. game all over, but I'm pretty sure it's that. And then uh, within that, you'll have it split into your kind of West and East as well. Like I know in the Northern Conference last year in Div One, we were split uh, between East and West. As well, so that there is a you know a lot of teams, and I think it's it's kind of continuously building as well. There's more and more teams coming into it, which is fantastic because yeah. just the more teams that are there, the more football that's available. It's great. Sure, I well, I suppose you only need five players. Um, it's not as strenuous as maybe having a trying to have a fifty a fifty man roster for the uh, for the full contact. Oh, no, um, no. But yeah. And I mean the the equipment as well. I mean all you need is all you need is the flag belt and you know some flags, and that's it really. Yeah, nice. It's like jumpers for goalposts kind of stuff, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, it can, can be at times. It definitely can be. And um, just to have some other rookie questions, maybe the more curious out there. How how's the game officiated, and how long does the game last? So the games uh, usually last. Let me think. About forty minutes with like a, a five minute break in there as well. So you've got about forty five minutes, twenty minute halves. Right. Okay. Uh, the officiation's done by um, the players. So on a game day, uh, let's say you have you know a couple of teams who turn up to the game day. Um, your game will be refed by a team that aren't playing at that point. Right. Okay. Uh, so you get okay. a neutral team in the middle, um, which you know has its has its benefits and its drawbacks. You know, obviously, the benefits is that it keeps it cheap because you don't have to pay any sure. refs or anything like that. But on the off, you know, the kind of the other side of that. You you want to make sure that everybody knows all the rules, but there are so many rules that it's hard to keep a track of them. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I mean, I would I would love to say that I know every rule, you know, for flag, but I, I probably don't. No. There's always stuff that comes up every single game day that kind of surprises you that you know someone will pull out of the bag and you think I've never heard that before in my life, but yeah, yeah. that's just how it goes. No, absolutely. Well, um, that's, that's, I, that's the same in both in both kind of contact and yeah. flag as well. No, no, even not even the refs are like even they have to confer with other people and try and maybe gap fill a little bit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Which I think is, you know, it's 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 not a problem. It's it's never never really been that much of an issue. I think obviously people uh, want the games to be officiated as well as they possibly can be, but everybody makes an effort, and you know, every team has a, a couple of people who know pretty much in and out what the rules are. Yeah, well, I, I think as long as it's honest, I think is the main thing, isn't it? 
yeah exactly you, you don't exactly. want it's not like sunday league sunday league soccer like where you've got you know your left your your substitute doing the line for your left back and then there's some contentious uh <laughs> offside uh decisions so it's i've uh, experienced plenty of those <laughs> Team captain's dad refing it. No, yeah, no. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> not that. Um, obviously, just to, talking about flag. Though, is there anything you would change about the flag game? Maybe um, one more player, or is there a rule you'd certainly cha- you'd change? Um, not for me. No, I, I love the game as it is. Um, there are a few things that that you get in in different tournaments, like the outlaw flag league have their the throw offs to start with, which is always fun, um, and then the in the the Jag Sevens tournament, with the, which the Jaguars organised a couple of times, um, they had seven players, kind of more American style. Okay. Um, which it, it's it, it adds and also confuses things, you know, because yeah. there's there's more people on the field, so there's more people to collide with or anything like that. But I think with flag as it is, I I love the sport. I, I wouldn't change much about it. If anything, I'm looking more for where the sport can go from here and how it can develop. Sure. Yeah, um, sure. With you know, more teams, more infrastructure. I think it could be, you know, even better than it is now. No, that's fair. And as I, as I say, the more people that get into it as well, obviously talent and um, competitiveness will, will go up as well. And like I say, you, yeah, where, where you're situated in, in the big umbrella of, of the the academy up there, um, of, you know, you're in a really good position as well. So uh, do you have to do, do you have to do much in the way of recruitment? Do you like, obviously, you know, the full contact teams do rookie days. How, how does it kind of work for flag teams? Because say you only need five people. Is it a case that you still do kind of rookie tryouts and get people to come down or is it more word of mouth or do you maybe get more influx from from, from guys that don't want to do contact anymore. It's, to be honest, it's it's all three. Uh, we've 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 done rookie days. We we do recruitment drives on social media. We uh, we've had a lot of guys come over from contacts um, who either you know do both. We had a, a good couple of guys last year who played for us and the Bobcats, um, and they did you know quite quite a lot of both game days. Um. And we've had a lot of guys who've come over from contacts who just, you know, don't fancy it anymore. Maybe they've had a few too many injuries and flag is just much, much kind of nicer for them, yeah. less strenuous on the body. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, obviously, like we mentioned a bit earlier, this season has kind of been derailed a little bit, obviously, with the pandemic of the coronavirus. We, you know, have you been keeping busy at home with, with maybe doing some ball skills or have you got, have you been able to work out at all at home? Or you know, has it just kind of been lonely without football on a Sunday or a Saturday when we very practice it's 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 been you know don't get me wrong it's been a, it's been rubbish without being able to go out with the guys and play um obviously we would be wanting to really really get our reps in for the start of the season now we were due to have a uh, kind of practice game day with the Manchester Crows as well uh, which was obviously cancelled so that was massively disappointing but I think everybody you know appreciates and understands that that's just what the situation's like at the minute and although it's disappointing and everybody wants to be out there we know that it's just not possible right now and we just have to go with what the government are saying and go with what Baffer um are putting out with their guidelines as well yeah um in terms of you know I, I'm I've been able to to keep exercising in the flat you know we've got a little bit of space and a bit of a home gym here so that's great um and my uh, fiance plays as well, she plays for the Samurai Queens, so we get to chuck the ball about in the front room a little bit every now and again. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah. Keep, warm. keep your hands busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, do, do you think we'll see any, any football this season? Obviously, Baffer come out this morning and saying that they're still trying to, you know, 
put things in place so that we do get a, a season, even if it means you, only, you know, play teams once or, yeah. you know, or it's a shortened season? Do you, do you still feel optimistic that we'll get anything or do you, do you think yeah, coronavirus yeah, I, will I, put pay to it? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think we've got to keep optimistic and we've got to hope that in, in some shape or form we get, you know, some form of season out of it. Um, you know, I think that the guys running the running the thing will, will work as hard as possible to get the season out there in some shape or form. And even if it is a shortened season, even if we just play teams once, I still want to get out there and play. Yeah, and that's a, I think that's what everybody wants. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, obviously, Paddy, just uh, before we get out of here, do you just maybe want to give uh, some contact information to anyone that may be in the Leeds or Yorkshire area that is exact accessible to kind of. Uh, I know we we got Jason to do it as well, but um, maybe what's, what's your Twitter handle if people want to find out a bit more information? Uh, yeah, we're on uh, Twitter, uh, Samurai Flagball on Twitter, but we're on Facebook and Instagram as well under Lead Samurai, and all the contact infos there. So if you know anybody wanted to give it a go, they're more than welcome to get in touch, and we can work out getting them down to a session once we're back up and running. Sure, and I think at the very least as well, I think there are uh, the. the the Twitter handle is quite a good follow as well from what I was seeing. I think I saw some funny stuff going on in there as well. So, um, yeah, even even at the very least, go and give him a follow on, on Twitter. But, uh, Paddy, obviously, thank you so much for your time. Um, great insight there into, obviously, the flag game and hopefully a few more listeners now a bit more uh, maybe searching for maybe their local team and um, obviously yeah, contact. If that's not available, they can then go down and watch that as well. So, uh, really appreciate yeah. your time. Oh, thanks very much, mate. It was really enjoyable. Thank you. Thanks go to Jason and Paddy there for spending the best part of an hour. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it too. If you got this far, uh, you are certainly a trip. I really appreciate you listening in. hope you enjoyed it. Uh, but we'll be back very soon indeed. I'm not going to spend too much more of your time. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at F10YBritBall for all the goodness all, all the goodness of BritBall uh, and what it has to offer. We'll be back very soon indeed. I've been Timothy Lambert-Monk. I've been your host. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.